the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy i am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly discover the word identify yourself in the word meditate on the word speak the word walk in the word walk in the abundance of life that jesus christ has paid for welcome to this week's episode of the abundant life with gilbert and jacobina where the word of god is taught practically ushering you into all that christ is right for you we really appreciate you joining us this podcast really shows us how we can all learn live and thrive from the word of god by sharing knowledge through conversation and teaching we will impart some knowledge while still learning ourselves how to grow in the lord even further hi everyone welcome to today's episode of the abundant life podcast with your host gilbert and jacobin today we begin a series on the book of galatians so please join us as i read chapter one paul an apostle sent not from men nor by a man but by jesus christ and god the father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in galatia grace and peace to you from god our father and the lord jesus christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of god and father to whom be glory forever and ever amen i am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and attending to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Verse 11. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard from my previous way of life in Judaism, how how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. Verse 17, I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went into Arabia. Later I returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I am writing you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the report 
the man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. Amen. Amen. Um, so just to give a, a, a brief uh, historical background to kind of help us understand the book of Galatians. Um, the book of Galatians was a, a letter written to the church in Galatia, that's in Asia Minor. And uh, most scholars agree that this letter was written around 50 AD, although that's a bit debatable, but not very important. And it was written uh, by Paul. Um, so just there's a few things that I'll just want us to have in mind as we go through this, this book of, of Galatians. Uh, Paul wrote this letter to address um, a social and radical division in the church of Galatia. And the first Christians in Jerusalem were Jewish. But as the gospel spread, uh, Gentiles also began to receive Christ. Um, however, there was a group of teachers in Galatia who were now insisting that Gentile Christians should start practicing um, traditional ceremonial laws um, of Moses like the Jewish Christians did. And they were teaching that the Gentiles had to observe dietary laws and be circumcised in order to have full acceptance and to be completely uh, pleasing to God. Um, and secondly, Paul was actually addressing this, this, this um, division and disunity in Galatia. And he points out that it was due to the confusion about the nature of the gospel. So by insisting on Christ plus anything else, these teachers were preaching a different gospel from the one Paul had given them. And uh, lastly, uh, in the letter to the Galatians, Paul is also expounding in detail what the gospel is and how it works. And the intended audience is not simply non-Christians, but it's also for believers, for Christians who need to continuously learn uh, the gospel and apply it to their lives. So Paul was ex ex explaining the the truth about the gospel, the Christian life, and it's it's not only the way to enter the kingdom, but it's also the way to live as part of the kingdom. And through the gospel, it's how Christ transforms people, it's how he transforms the church and the communities around us. So in this study, we'll look at how Paul solves the problem in Galatia. Um, and as he was teaching the, the Galatian uh, church how to live out the implication of the gospel. Interesting. I mean, you know, when you look at uh, a, a, a number of those points you just mentioned right now, you notice uh, a, a, a problem that is also common in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And that is why the word of God, you know, is alive and active as the word of God says. It mm -hmm. is useful uh, for generations and generations. Uh, the Bible says that anything else can pass away but his way remains the same. And that is why it is important because you find until today that there are some factions and groups of people that would like to uh, creep into uh, any Bible-believing church and begin to try and get people to go away from the normal gospel that the Lord has, has shared in the Word of God and follow certain things. So um, I'm excited to definitely you know, hear more and find out and, and learn what is happening in Galatians, in, in this book of Galatians. And uh, as a letter, since we're in chapter 1, as a letter, even in this day and age, when we're writing a letter, we always have a heading of where the letter is coming from, the address, and where the letter is going to. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, so 
who are you addressing it to? So that is what Paul does. He, he first of all introduces himself, Paul an apostle, first of all stamping authority to say that I am a man who is sent by God. A, an apostle is simply a messenger of God, you know, sent to speak on behalf of God. Uh, and he simply says that I can, you can be a messenger of anybody. That's something that we must also understand. You can be an apostle of anyone, which means you are simply going to send messages on behalf of someone else. Now, he tries to make sure that we understand that he is not being sent by either the disciples or being sent by either Caesar or, or Pharaoh or anybody, but he's primarily stamping from verse 1 to verse 2 that I'm being sent by Jesus Christ and God his Father, the one who raised Christ. These are my sent, I'm, I'm sent by them. And I'm sent to who? To you. This letter is for you, my brothers and sisters in Galatia. So uh, he clearly indicates, so we must know that this letter was sent to a group of people by Paul, who himself was uh, appointed and given authority by Jesus Christ. Um, so Paul continues to, um, to just between verse 3 and 5, he, he begins to ex explain um, our spiritual inability our condition which was seen and how Jesus came to the rescue um, there's nothing in who we are or what we do that saves us Jesus gave himself for our sins he gave himself in our place he did not give us a second chance or an opportunity to make things right with God by ourselves but he, he actually made a substitutionary sacrifice mm -hmm. and gave himself in our place in our stead he paid for our sins uh, Jesus did all we, 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 we should have done in our place. So when he, when he becomes our savior, we're absolutely free from penalty and condemnation. And this was done all out of grace, not according to anything we have done, but it was according to the will of the father. And this is what Paul was explaining to the Galatians that salvation was not our doing it was what jesus christ did we did not ask for salvation we did not pray for it we did not work for it but god in his grace planned for what we needed and christ by his grace came and he saved us uh there's nothing in us that merits us and this and therefore the only one who gets the glory is god so this is something that paul was explaining to the galatian church that your works do not justify you it's only we're only saved by the grace of god and the glory only belongs to god because if it was by our works then we can take some form of glory to say i did this to get saved mm -hmm. but this is something that god has had planned because he loved us yeah i mean it's very it's written in the way that if somebody has worked then they deserve to be paid right mm -hmm. so it's your wages you know but that's the, not the case with the with with grace uh in verse 6 going down to verse uh to verse to verse, to verse 9 you see to say that uh paul simply indicating how uh astonished and, and 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 disappointed to a certain way as to how quickly you know a group of these galatians are moving away from the one who called them to grace in Christ Jesus. And they're tending to something that is different. And it's called it a different gospel. Now, I want to be able to actually just bring this conversation to, to you know, to, to a very common ground in terms of a, a simple, simple level. What is the gospel? 
simply a go the gospel the word gospel simply means good news so what he's saying is that you are turning to a different good news and then he nullifies his statement in verse 7 to say it's not even good news you see because he says it's not even the gospel it can't be the gospel the way you are putting it just as uh, jacobina mentioned that if it is worked for if it is worked for if you did it by your own goodness you know you 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 did not sin you did not lie you did not do all those things you kept all the ten commandments and all those things if you did that then it's not the gospel as it's supposed to be in christ jesus because we all know that none of us could ever make it in keeping those commandments so there is no other gospel except of christ to say that he kept the commandments on our behalf was nailed on the cross and died for us and that life that he, he gave was on our behalf and that's what paul was trying to put across to say you are we are seeing people who are creeping in you know and they're throwing you into confusion and they're trying to pervert the gospel of christ so you know anybody who preaches anything that sounds like it but is not it remember it's not it stick to that anything close but it's not it is not it so do your best to make sure that you always compare whatever someone is telling you to say salvation comes in this way you, you ask does it involve me first of all praying for 30 days does it involve me fasting for an hour a day or two does it involve uh, me giving a seed or giving a tithe or giving anything to god for me to be able to to receive this salvation if it is connected to any of such thing that requires you to act in a certain way get circumcised physically just know that that is another gospel because the gospel that is preached and the, I, I i i want to mention this that you know it doesn't matter in verse 8 you see him even mentioning that it doesn't matter whether this is preached by an angel you 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 claim to say that you saw a dream or you saw a vision and in the vision you were told that you need to walk on fire and then on or carry a cross on your back and that would have you know determined whether you have now gotten gotten born again paul is saying it doesn't matter who preached it even if you saw a vision or a dream or you met a, a prophet you met a, a powerful teacher, an evangelist, or whoever it is. Paul doesn't care. As long as it's not the gospel that he had taught, which God put on his heart, which is to say that simply we give our lives to Christ and in his grace, in Christ Jesus, we are saved. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm -hmm. Um, when we look at uh, verse 10 and, and verse 11, it says, am I, now, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If, if I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. I want you to know, um, brothers and, and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. Uh, verse 12 says, I did not receive it from any man nor as i taught it rather i received it by revelation from jesus christ and this is what also just gilbert explained mm -hmm. um but 
the reason I, I really like this um, from verse 10, it's Paul is explaining how the, the gospel removes the drive to win the approval of men. Mm-hmm. And what is the approval of men? It's a view uh, of people that causes you to elevate their importance, for you to want their approval and acceptance or to fear their disapproval. And the fear of men, <laughs> there's this new um, statement that people like making, where they like saying it will end in tears. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and I, I'm just thinking the fear of men always ends up in tears. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at uh, Saul in the Bible, he, disobe- he disobeyed God because of the fear of men. And that didn't end well for him. Another example we have is Samson. He also craved uh, Delilah's approval. That didn't uh, end well either. So it, it's always too important to have the fear of God and not to be trying to please men because we are elevating, the, we are making them more important than God. Uh, the gospel brings confidence and fearlessness to follow Jesus. Doing what is right without concern for the approval and uh, people's good opinions. And Paul says there that if he was trying to please people, then he couldn't be a servant of Christ. And as a Christian, we are assured of God's love and approval. And there's so many uh, different scriptures that speak of that. You know, there's a scripture that says we are accepted in the beloved. Uh, God loves us with an everlasting love. He has given his only begotten son for us. God is pleased with us in Christ. God's approval and acceptance liberates us to live in a way that God um, approves of. Therefore, we don't have to do works to try and, and please people, to do things to try and, and, and please people, but rather to obey God and be pleasing to Him because we are accepted in Him. We have His acceptance and we have His approval. And when we start going down from verse 13, um, this is actually the testimony of, of Paul, of how he came to the Lord. So I think, uh, Gilbert, you can just get into that. Sure. Uh, very interesting. And I'll just also to just make a quick note on, uh, on verse 9, where we were, uh, when I was saying that, you know, there are those of us who have a situation where you, uh, you experience a dream or, 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 or vision, or you meet a man of God who tells you certain things that are not particularly what God said. But also, he, I want to use it in, on the flip side that Paul is actually warning even those men of God uh, and, and those in, in authority who are preaching the gospel that if anybody is preaching a gospel that is other than what is accepted, you are cursed. So you can understand how grievant this issue is in terms of that one who is receiving it and the one who is giving it out. So we who are, have the opportunity to preach the gospel of God uh, we have authority to to share people to, to to share direction with other people. Watch it, because you bring cases upon yourself in an event where you don't uh, follow it rightly, and you begin to tell people to to work for their salvation. Uh, the master has already done that. In verse in verse in verse thirteen, going down, we see how Paul is is giving us an opposite of the the, the grace that he is saying has come, and he's trying to say, look, if I was um, you have to understand my background. That's what Paul is saying. You have to mm-hmm. understand my background. Even I did not know about this good gospel I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. There's a point in time I was advancing so strongly in my Judaism. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a staunch believer 
of Judaism. And what was Judaism all about? Works. It was about keeping the Ten Commandments, reading the whole, reading the whole scroll, memorizing every part of it. These are the people who, like we knew, uh, we have seen in the same tracks of 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 uh, the Pharisees who would actually stand and believe that they are justified by the very fact that they can memorize the whole entire Bible, and that is why he was willing to persecute the church. He was mm -hmm. he 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 felt that the church, as new believers they were wrong by simply preaching Christ. Remember, he fought the same gospel. And when you look at that, he's simply saying, look, I, you have to understand that I have come from that background where I disagreed with this gospel. Now, for you to see me preach it again, there must be truth in it. And then he says, and how I, be, how I came to, to that truth is by virtue of God himself mm -hmm. not any man appearing to me and stopping me in my tracks i just want to remind you that the man had just gotten a permit to go and persecute more christians in Dam on, on his way to damascus and there he was not going to go and teach the word of god no he was going to go and kill people the bible says that in the story of stephen when Stephen was being persecuted in the book of Acts, and we know about the amazing story of how he looked up to heaven, and he saw God, look at God and the whole family looking at him, awaiting him. The Bible says that the one who held the clothes of the people that persecuted him was Paul, standing on the side, which means that that was his execution. Now, he's saying that that is my background, people. I hated this gospel as well. Mm -hmm. So, but God who knew me from my mother's womb called me by his grace. Mm -hmm. He was pleased. You know, this is the amazing thing about the gospel. There's another scripture somewhere where it talks about how we are elected by grace. Meaning that there is no counsel. Some, some man of God um, makes fun of it. He says, if some of us were given the opportunity to sit on the table to decide whether some of us were going to get born again, <laughs> you would not have allowed it. <laughs> you would not have allowed it because you would have felt that we have gone way out of line, yeah. that we cannot be allowed to and, come in. And, and Paul's testimony really teaches that um, no one is so good that they don't need grace, the grace yeah. of, God, of the gospel. Yeah. And no one is so bad mm -hmm. that, they, that they can't receive the grace of the gospel. Mm -hmm. When we when we look at how how bad he was, yeah, I mean it was so bad that you know definitely putting you and me good Christians, uh, we would definitely say this not allow him into heaven, you know. But we see that he says that God was pleased to reveal His Son in Him. Mm -hmm. God said His His loving grace on Paul. Yeah, not and it's not because he was worthy. But simply because God took delight and pleasure in doing so. Yeah. And simply because he loves us. He loves he, he loved Paul just mm. the same way he loves us today. Mm. And this is this is the kind of love we can be secure in. Yeah. Amen. Uh you, you could definitely be you know, you could definitely be glad because he says in my immediate response. Now I want to just bring out a certain clear point there in verse sixteen that he says, he revealed his son in me. There's a difference with mm -hmm. he revealed his son to me. 
you know he revealed his son in me which means that is why he keeps on uh mentioning earlier on to say i have received this by revelation so mm. in me is in his spirit the lord was made known to him you know without anybody talking to him about it He's, he, he simply got it and he said at that point i decided not to consult any human being because uh he wanted to learn of god about god uh it's a simple indicator that you know you can be a believer and you need as an individual to have a personal relationship mm -hmm. with god mm -hmm. you see despite having your pastor despite having you know every resource available you also need to pursue the task of learning about your god yeah um and the other thing also um in in verse 16 mm. it says to reveal his son in me so that i might preach him mm -hmm. among the gentiles yeah. my immediate response was not to consult with any human being there we also see just as you have explained that christ was revealed in him yeah so that he can also go out and when we, yes when we have a revelation of 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah. Then we have a responsibility as Christians to reveal Christ through what we do and what we say and go out and preach the gospel to other people. Yeah. It's a personal encounter. You know, mm -hmm. you, you 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 can't go and tell people about Christ over things that you do not know about Christ. Now, I I was making uh, uh, a joke yesterday uh, at at the office. I was telling I was telling my team members to say, "Look, uh it's funny how when you are asked your task to go and do evangelism right mm -hmm. it's so easy when you find somebody who is rest who's, who's who you know is a is, is a wretched you know like they are either uh broke because you can easily tell them hey god will help you you know get back to your feet and bless you and you grow or you find somebody who is just a sinner and you can literally just tell them oh you know you're gonna go to hell if you continue doing this so you need jesus in your life then i made a statement i said now what if you find somebody who is not afraid of hell number one number two they have money they are rich what's going to be your message what are you going to then preach to that person mm -hmm. and i said that is when now the real test of do you know why really jesus is there for us why do we have christ in our lives why the gospel why what is this gospel what is this good news to this guy who to this lady or guy who is not afraid of of hell and has everything material what would be the best reason for him to accept christ so these are things that we should think about things that we should understand the depth when we have a personal encounter with christ mm -hmm. a, a a deep reason of following jesus in our lives then like paul we can now go and reveal him to other people mm -hmm. um so let's look from uh, verse 17 all the way to the end of the chapter mm. maybe you can just read that Annie. verse 17 i did not go up to jerusalem to see those who were apostles before i was but i went to arabia later i returned to damascus then after three years i went up to jerusalem to get acquainted with simon Kephas, and i stayed with him 15 days I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I am writing you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea 
that are in Christ, they only heard the report. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. Amen. Amen. Um, so when we look at uh, verse 18, mm. we see that Paul went up to Jerusalem and it was not for instruction mm. on what to do, but it was both for accountability and unity. Um, and even Paul had to work on unity with the other apostles and he must demonstrate that his message, the gospel that he's preaching, mm. does it also square up with the other apostles? Yeah. Uh, how much more do we have the same responsibility? We, we too also need to be rooted in church communities. Mm-hmm. Are you connected to a church? Yeah. We need to be connected to the body of Christ. And God has, has planted in such a way that we need to be connected to other believers. Um, there's that scripture, the scripture that talks about uh, fellowship, fellowship of the brethren. What does it say? Hebrews 10 to 5. It says, uh, talk, talks about how you, we must not uh, forsake, forsake yes. the assembly of brethren. Yes. Even as a manner of some, you know, even as we see the day of the Lord approaching. Yes. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really important to be rooted in Christian community. And we can see it here that Paul was not only comparing notes, but he was also... Um, showing unity yeah and this is something that was lacking in the in the galatian church as they were divided because of the doctrine that they had yeah, yeah very true and and, and just to, to add on that a lot of us we receive revelation by ourselves again from a dream some of us far worse not even from the bible uh a dream a vision and you start arguing that look just like paul i also i also you know uh, received a word and you know you begin to follow that uh, experience and not the word of God and you have never sat down with any other person who you know has been sound in the in the work of God to compare that experience you had with the word of God that the body of Christ is carrying mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's very critical it's a message for those who push the, the gospel of, of Christ and those also who are learning it to say when you receive an experience some of us we have got experiences concerning dreams and you say no me when i dream this is what happens and 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 that is it you have kept with it and you want to go with it and you want to also apply it to other people's lives Mm -hmm. it is critical that you get that experience and and get it get become accountable over it to a church community somewhere get a leader who you trust in the things of god and put across your message Mm -hmm. is this right and then you know Otherwise, you become you you preach heresy. Mm-hmm. This is how people get in, into preaching heresy. This is how people begin to believe heresy. This is how we begin to become fanatics, and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we when we look at uh, Paul's testimony as a whole, mm. we see that the Christian uh, life is rooted in relationship with God through Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's in unity and service to other believers. And this always leads to the praise of God. Yeah. The, in verse 24 he says the 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 people in Jerusalem um, praised God because of him um, and we can see that the change in Paul's life and his service to others did not lead them to idolizing Paul but to love God and to praise God and that's what our testimonies should do mm-hmm. and Paul was not um drawing attention to himself yeah. where he was saying look at what an amazing case i am yeah but 
Paul um, gets gets personal only to make the gospel clear. Yeah. And we, so when we share our stories, we are not sharing our stories for ourselves, but to help others um, understand and find Christ, to point to what the amazing gospel of grace, which has changed our lives, what it can do for them, uh, the change that we've, we've had experienced, that they can know also that it can change them and that we stick to the true message of the gospel Amen. and not Christ plus anything else. Yep. Uh, very critical. Uh, just on the last portion there, you spoke about how Paul's testimony, as spectacular as it was, only got people to worship God more and mm-hmm. that pleased God. Mm-hmm. And this is what we should always seek for. John 12 verse 35 uh, is, is Jesus speaking. It says as, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. Mm-hmm. So, all that we do, mm-hmm. all that we say in our testimony or experiences or anything, if your prophecy, if your testimony, if the word you are sharing, if the revelation that you are sharing with other people does not draw anybody to Jesus, mm-hmm. check it. Check the experience. Check the testimony. Check everything you are doing and the motive behind it. Because all it must do, after all is said and done, is men must be drawn to Jesus Christ. And that is what we want to do right now. <clears throat> if you are here right now, somebody has misled you in your walk with God. They have misled you that you need to keep the Ten Commandments and fulfill each and every one of them. That's the only way you can be saved. That's the only way you enter heaven. That is a lie. If somebody has told you to say, first of all, you must attend church as many times as possible, or you must be a good person, and that is good enough, for you to enter heaven, that is another lie. Mm-hmm. And if some of you have even seen angels or even seen dreams that where these things have been communicated to you, that that's the only way you enter heaven, that's another big lie from, from hell. Now, I want to inform you that very clearly the scriptures have been written. John chapter 3 is clear about that. It simply tells us to say, if you will be born again, if you will be born again, clearly, the Lord was talking, talking to Nicodemus about this. A man who knew the law, like Paul, mm-hmm. like we've just spoken about right now. A man who had followed yours. In fact, Jesus even tried to, in a certain way, kind of mock him to say, how is it that you, who is a teacher of the law, can you imagine? He kept the law, but he was not qualifying to enter the kingdom that Jesus was talking about. So, I want to invite you and give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ and be saved. Just as it says in Romans 9 verse 10. 10 verse 9. 9, uh, 9 to 10. When you read in there, uh, very clearly, I will quickly open to that scripture. I'll open to that scripture for us and we'll have a look and see what we can, how, how God expects us to actually receive Christ. So, Romans 10, 9 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Brothers and sisters, this is the gospel. And nothing more, nothing less. Right here is the gospel that Paul preached. That if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart, 
that God raised him from the dead for you and I. You will be raised. So I would like to pray with someone right now who uh, you are saying, I no longer want to work for this. I want to receive it from Jesus. Pray after me right now. I'm just going to lead you through this same prayer. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for this wonderful opportunity. I have heard your word and it clearly says that I just need to confess. I need to proclaim with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And that in my heart, I strongly believe that yes, he's Lord and Savior. He came into this world, walked on this earth, died on the cross on my behalf, was dead, buried. On the third day, he rose from the grave, raised by the Father. And as I speak, he is in heaven. He lives and he is my Savior. I receive him into my heart right now in the name of Jesus. Lead me, Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, I ask in the name of Jesus that you fill me also. And that the, even the ability to speak in tongues, the utterance, I must have the evidence of being able to speak in tongues. In the name of Jesus, I receive you, Holy Spirit, that I may be able to even understand and know the voice of God by you. Lead me to know what is good and what is evil, that I may choose what is good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, my brother and sister. If you say that prayer, please get in touch with us and please share with us any other thing that you've seen from the book of Galatians. Share with us on our Facebook page or even on our YouTube links. Please go ahead and tell us what you think about Galatians chapter 1. Very wonderful and interesting portion of scripture. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I hope you have been blessed by the sharing of the word of God today. And I pray that it takes root on good ground and brings forth a hundredfold harvest in your life. Please ensure to subscribe. Follow the Abundant Life with Gilbert and Jacobina on our social media platforms. Join us again next week for another inspiring episode. And remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Declare that with me more abundantly. Stay blessed.